That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, Caviar Dreamers. I'm Margaret Josephs. And I'm Lexi Buputo. And every week we are bringing you entrepreneur real stories from leaders, disruptors, change makers, and risk takers. We may not be serious, but we seriously mean business. So you are calling in from Boca and you are the Pirates of Palm Beach. I'm dialing in from Palm Beach because I have an appearance, but I'm very excited because this is our last episode before the holidays. And it's truthfully our last episode of the year. Of the year. I know. And I think it's very important to discuss a lot of things because I think as we're ending the year, a lot of people, though, I'm very happy and perky. I think a lot of people are sad and yes. it's a rough time. And I, I realized that because there's been a lot of tragedy this last week and I think we have to address it. Yeah, there's been a lot of tragedy this week and it was actually something that hit me and triggered me in ways I didn't think it would with the passing of Twitch, Stephen Twitch. I know, boss. I know. That's, that's what I think we have to talk about with everyone because I think everybody sees social media the people who make you laugh, they seemingly have this perfect life. What could be wrong? But they're suffering. And the holidays are a prominent time where people are feeling very depressed, down, and and they do tragic things happen and they take their own lives. And it really made me realize because it's very, very upsetting. Twitch, everybody was in such shock. But the funniest people are usually very the saddest people. I mean, Robin Williams. Yeah. And Nisi Nash did a post yesterday saying, you know, the tears of a clown are very real. It's true. And it's highlighted during the holidays. And I think everybody, this is a wake-up call. Reach out. Reach out to people you love. Check, see how they're doing. Even the people who you don't think are sad. Just every, Just ask people how they're doing. Don't assume people are doing great. Yeah, it's true. And also... Don't put pressure on yourself. Just because it's the holiday doesn't mean that, you know, you're required to perform for people and keep up and act. If you're not doing good, we all have to be more tolerant and really like 
allow people to suffer through things and move through things at their own pace. Because I think that's why the holidays are even more difficult because we're supposed to be happy. We're supposed to be blessed. We're supposed to be grateful. We're supposed to have nothing to worry about. We're supposed to spend it with family members. And sometimes family members don't always, you know, make you feel good if you're going through something, if, you know, families are not getting along, that could be hard too. So it's, it's a lot. It's really a lot. And, you know, that I lost my dad to suicide at the holidays also, and the holidays will never be the same for me. I ran away and moved to a whole new country. That just was the way I dealt with it, which was not the right way. But that's always been one of my biggest, most important things is to bring awareness to mental health because I never in my wildest dreams thought that that would ever happen to me. And when I heard about Twitch this week, we were actually in the hair salon and I was like, tears were rolling behind my sunglasses. Like it it threw me so for a loop because he has young kids and a gorgeous wife and just knowing that there's a place of black that someone can't see out beyond like that darkness is just devastating to me. So I will be thinking of everyone who's suffering these holidays. I know. And I think a lot of people don't know that about you, which obviously when I met you, I learned that not right away. And that you you lost your dad at the, at the holiday time that he had taken his own life, which is, you know, that stays with you forever. That that marks every holiday season. And people don't realize that, that people are suffering during those times and that affects you for the rest of your life. And it's always in the back of your head. It's like we're, we're going into a joyous time, a supposed joyous time. And And while it is happy, there's always that piece of your heart and in the back of your head that that piece of you died with your dad. It's so crazy. When I was just at home, I was looking through like old boxes of stuff. And um, I mean, we could get really deep here, but my dad left a note and it was reported today that Twitch had also left a note. I have never read the note. I don't feel like I can. And it was in a box of like memories and stuff. I mean, on a funny note, there was also a box of teeth in there. My mom had kept every tooth that ever fell out of my head. So that was actually very creepy. And at the in the moment actually gave me the laugh I needed to take away from the initial shock of seeing that note. And still, what is it now? 15 years, not, not being able to read it. So I think the only positive to come out of these tragedies and I mean, not come out of these tragedies, but the only positive is that people are more vocal about destigmatizing mental health issues and people are not afraid to talk about therapy, not afraid to share their problems. So if that's what comes out of this, then, you know, at least we can move forward and hope that we could save some lives. And, And that's, I think, what's so important. I think people have had shame for so long. People don't want to talk about it. They want to hide from it. They think that something's wrong with you. But it's no different than being sick. If you have a cold or you have COVID, you go to the doctor. It's so true. You don't feel well, you go to the doctor. It's no different than taking care of your body. It's taking care of your mental. That's why it's called mental health. It's so true. And I think that's what it is. And there's been a stigma. And I do love that it is being destigmatized. Unfortunately, we focus on it more when, when there is a tragedy and someone that you would never think is suffering from mental health issues or 
being unwell for whatever period of time and and they pass away and they they take their own life or they've been suffering. I mean, there's, you know, in addition to your dad, Twitch, Naomi Judd. Yeah. You know, not that long ago. Just just so many people who look like they have everything. Yep. It's so true. And I think as well, surrounding people don't know how to handle people when they're going through tough times. And I definitely know I've been guilty of toxic positivity before I experienced this. I was guilty of, it's okay, pull yourself together. Come on, put a smile on your face, fake it. It's fine. Everything's fine. And because that was the way I I learned how to behave. And it's very British, keep calm and carry on. You know, just put a smile on your face and keep going. And I think toxic positivity is equally as dangerous as not sharing anything at all. I think if someone comes to you and expresses that they're not doing well, just listen. Don't try and, you know, cheer them up. And you don't always need to be a hype girl. There's sometimes like if your boyfriend breaks up with you, yeah, hype girl, let's go. Let's go out. Let's have a good time. Let's forget about that idiot. But if like someone comes to you and they're really not doing well, you listen and you offer advice, but you don't try and rally them up because it, it it doesn't work. It's not, it's not a good thing. You're not in that person's shoes. I try and make people feel better, but sometimes I say it's like, it's okay to be sad. It's normal to be sad. Some sadness is situational and some sadness is chemical and yeah. it's okay you know, to have to take medication for those issues. And, and that's fine. And sometimes you have to take medication for sadness. That's also situational. Absolutely. I agree. And I I just think the amount of people that have been impacted, you know, by this person especially was overwhelming. I felt like it was on every news outlet. It was on every single person we follow. You know, we know a lot of people in the news industry too, that like TV production. And I feel like so many people had a personal connection to him. So it's been kind of an overwhelming week of that kind of news. Even this morning, I saw an article and it just like, oh, it's like took my breath away. I know. So yeah, I I didn't want to start our last podcast of the year about that, but I just want everybody to think about that because we are in the holidays and everybody's, you know, Hanukkah, Christmas, everybody's with their family, but everybody, I just want everybody to check in on everybody, check in on everybody you love. Don't feel bad if you're not perky and, and feeling the best. Nothing's wrong with you. It, it's common. It's normal. The holidays aren't always the greatest for everybody. People are suffering and that's okay too. You that's, know? It's, yeah, exactly. And there's other people going through what you're going through in that moment. You're not alone. Exactly. And I think a lot of people just always feel alone and that it's only them and it, and it's not only you. It's so a very true. it's a very universal feeling. And there is a new number now also that people can call 988. And when I watched that suicide prevention walk, it raised money to help get 988 in action. So I think that's a really useful resource people could use over the holidays. Yes, I think that, yes, we have to put that up, 988, which which is a great hotline and a resource that you can call that you're not alone. It's okay. so true. Something else I wanted to discuss, which I didn't know about, which your friend Roz did also, there are a lot of people alone at the holidays. And if you are alone, and people are just like, what am I going to do? What's going on? Your friend Roz would visit somebody elderly, like be a little buddy to somebody elderly who was also alone during the holidays. Yes, she was. Roz used to do like a buddy system in New York City. It was like some kind of like caring system. I have to find out what like, 
I'm sure there's resources online and we'll look for those to post those. But yeah, you can buddy up with people, but you don't have to do it through like a system. If you have a neighbor that you know is alone, if you can invite them, invite them. If they say no, no problem. Drop over, take a holiday card over, take a piece of pie over, anything. Look out for people who might need to see someone other than themselves for five minutes. I know. I really, I had like that because when you were telling me about Raj, she befriended, you know, older people because, you mm-hmm. know, some people consider me old. <laughs> we're all going to be old one day. The alternative is not so good. Great stories because they've lived a long life. Oh my God. Raj's have- buddy was so interesting. She lived in Paris. Yeah. That's, I remember you telling me the stories. So just such interesting stories. I love to hear about their life because it's so different from what's going on now. It's so true. So I love to have a variety of people. So invite people who are by themselves. I always say, I love to have my little cast of characters, my little stragglers, people who don't have anybody else. Joe would always say we'd meet like the waitress at the diner. He's like, all right, Margaret, you cannot invite every single person over for the holiday. I'm like, uh, you can, and you have, and we have built such a cast of characters over the years. And I couldn't be happier to spend the holidays with all the people we spend it with. I mean, listen, Christmas is coming. I used to have a hundred people over. A lot of my friends are traveling. We're still having about 50 people over on Christmas day. I don't want to make it out like I'm cooking and I'm slaving, you know, over the stove, something like that, sweating and working my finger. I am catering. But it's still a, a lovely holiday at our house. Everybody comes over. Yeah. We have a good time. And we we do some dancing. We do eating. We just enjoy being together. Oh, don't uh, think lit- Marlene didn't already ask me if we have a DJ this year. Oh, is that what she asked? I, yeah, you know, I she would love asked to- me. I mean, she's coming. She's coming. I said to her, I, we could DJ ourselves. We'll put on whatever we want. We have the Sonos. We'll be dancing. We'll be whooping it up. You know what? It's about making whatever it is fun and festive. You can make anything fun and festive. That's what that's what I realize. It's not it's so about true. money. It's just about making anything you do fun. It's very true. And it will be my birthday also. I cannot believe another year has passed. It's so weird having a birthday at the end of the year. You baby Jesus born at the same time. Yes. Try explaining that to a four-year-old who you're trying to teach about baby Jesus and the manger. It's very tough. It's true. So it's your big birthday again. We never got to have a big birthday party for you for your 40th birthday since it was during COVID. So we're going to have to figure out something. Yeah. For my 40th, I was living with my ex-husband. I got my period and I got COVID. So I am owed something big at some point in the future. But we get so busy. It's such a busy time. It's like not very convenient to have a birthday at this point. I know. It was very funny. I was reading an article today coming down on the plane in town and country, which now I realize is my all-time favorite magazine because- Mine too. I found every resource in there ever. Everybody should really read town and country. It has the best resources. It's not, everything's not super fancy and over the top. Great ideas for travel, for gift giving, little resources where to get things custom made from overseas. Just, I, I was drawing, I mean, where to get like your passport quick if you need it called easypass.com. Just like crazy things that I'm putting in my Rolode- Rolodex, that, that dates me, putting in my <laughs> iPhone, you know, just in my notes, because I could not believe so many resources that I need now that I, people had just asked me, people like Marge, where's, what's that passport service you used to use? Well, it went out of business. Well, they just gave me one. If you're in a passport jam, this is where you have to get. 
And I'm pretty sure it's called easypass.com. I'm going to look it up before this podcast is over or whatever we're going to post about it. But whatever it is, town and country saying that how COVID changed, you know, before you really had to go out. If you were a socialite, they were talking about a Tinsley Mortimer. In 2002, 2005, you know, not really much of an, not an Instagram, things like that. If you really were going out and you wanted to be seen, you had to dress up, buy your own ticket to an event, get your photograph taken by a real Getty photographer and be out on this scene, get your outfit and go. Now, all you have to do is put your outfit on, pretend you're going out. You know, (laughs) people look like they're going out. It was just a very funny thing. Show up at the party. And, and leave. You know, it's it's not the same. But years ago, it was very hard to be the girl about town. And now you could hit one or two parties, go and be seen and jet out. That's not the way it used to be. So going out years ago was much harder. But now we're over scheduling ourselves. We got used to staying home at COVID. We enjoyed being home and it was so great. So now we're so excited to get out of the house. We're overbooking ourselves. No shit. And you and I, I are about to die. Yes. And I think we've fallen into that because we're so damn excited to get out of the house. We're going out every single night. So the special things aren't as special because we're so overbooked. I agree. But also, I love social media for some things. It's almost traumatic to me, my relationship with social media, because I enjoy the resources. I enjoy sharing things, but I feel a certain amount of pressure to put things up in real time and do things and, and be there. And the problem is years ago, like I'm thinking back to an amazing holiday party. I went to an apartment in little Italy where I was smoking on the balcony with a very sexy journalist. That was a hot holiday party. And no one took their phone out the entire time. Everyone was misbehaving. No one was taking pictures of the misbehavior. I mean, we have a few photos to mark the occasion. Everyone was in great glamorous outfits, but there was no pressure. There was no like, oh God, will videos turn up somewhere tomorrow of people that got a little crazy or a little overserved or, oh, let's fake like we're having a good time. Make sure we get the right shot. Filter the picture. People were connected in a different way. I agree. And I think that's that's what this article kind of was saying also. Like you really had to go. Yeah. And be and out. And now people are faking the funk. One. Two, the other thing is they're overscheduled and the special things are just not as special anymore. So basically it was saying it's still nice to be invited, but you don't have to say yes to everything. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing is pick and choose, go to the special things. And really enjoy what you're doing. And I happen to agree with that because I am a girl who likes to say yes. I'd love to go out. I don't want to disappoint anybody. But then I'm not enjoying every single thing I'm doing because I'm fucking exhausted. No, it's so true. But last night we had such a great dinner. Great dinner. We were with our friends, Teggy French and Daniel Diamond and this wonderful and her partner, Victoria. And you and I, Teggy just opened a pop-up shop. Amazing. I want everyone to go in Bernardsville with her partner, Victoria, Daniel Diamond, amazing line. He was there doing his line of boots and clothing. And Daniel Diamond does everything embellished with a diamond fringe, diamond accent. Like everything's magnificent. I just got great boots. You got a great plaid shirt with embellishment. But it sounds New Jersey, but it's not. It's very Nashville. And he dresses celebrities. Every celebrity has worn his things. Gwen Stefani was the one who originally had given him a shout out. 
and it's taken off since there. He's aligned now in Neiman Marcus, Nordstrom. He's he's really hit the big time and he's amazing. So we got to have a great dinner with them, him, Teggy, and Victoria. And it was just creative people, the five of us having a great night. It was deep and it was very in the moment and the conversations were very authentic and everyone came from such a nice place of love and it was very open and we got deep on many different subjects over the night and we had a lot of laughs and it was like a dinner of old. I agree. And I miss those days. So people, when you go out, I want to give you some advice since I've lived a long time. I've been out a lot in my time. And I am like this. And I just want you to know when I go out and some some of the girls who I'm on the show with and some of my friends, don't be on your fucking phone. Yeah, it's so true. Be in the moment, present. I don't like when people are hunched in the corner on their phone. Take a picture, take a picture, do this. That's not fun. No. Be engaging, speak to people, pay attention, have deep conversations because that's what life's about. That's what's interesting. I don't like the superficial bullshit when I go out. I don't want to sit there. I don't want you to be on your phone all night. I don't want to be answering the phone all night. I don't even want to take my phone out. I want to take two or three pictures just to memorialize the evening and then I'm done. And then I want to enjoy everybody I'm with because that's what makes the memories. The memories aren't like, oh, I took a picture. That's like bullshit. It's so true. And we had some funny conversations last night. We talked a lot about dick pics and how I like to leave my airdrop on at all times in the hope of getting a dick pic. I don't really get any, so that's kind of miserable. But we also talked about people selling pictures of their feet online. Yes. and. It's very funny because I've talked about this a lot. I have a very big thing about feet. I could never have sex with anybody who has bad feet. <laughs> and my one of my big things was when I, you know, was first going to be with Joe, I was very nervous when he was going to take his socks off because I was like, if this guy has bad feet, I'm totally fucked. And the redeeming thing was he took his socks off and I was like, oh my God, he has the most beautiful feet. He does have the good feet. Joe Benigno is not podiatry podiatry. Is it podiatry challenged? I don't know. You would even say that. Yeah. Podiatric. Podiatrically challenged. I don't know know what it is, but whatever it is, I mean, not a blemish on those feet, not a bunion, not a corn, not a fucking cow. He really could sell pictures of his feet. He could, but I think really you don't just sell the pictures of your feet. I think they want other things. Well, I'm not sure because today I received an email to info at Margaret Joseph's. And I could read the email to our listeners right now. Yes. I, Lexi read me this email. No, I, I am actually shocked about this. Okay. But go ahead, Lex. Margaret, you are so gorgeous. I am a fan of yours, is the subject line. Message. Woo. Your pictures are so gorgeous. Please include feet and p- leg pictures to complete your collection. You must have gorgeous feet and heels. Ooh. Now that, I mean, he didn't leave his credit card number though, right? No, no. But I was thinking we could put Joe's feet in heels and send pictures of Joe's feet instead. That's so funny. I mean, I am flattered, but I am not doing that. See, when Larsa Pippen says she sells the pictures of her feet, I don't believe for two seconds they're just foot photos. Because Mm -hmm. after that, I Googled the OnlyFans top feet people. I mean, these girls had like long toenails, which I was (gasps) grossed out about because I don't like long toenails. And they were showing more than just their toes. They were bending over and it was like ass cracks with the toes. Oh, it was like toes plus. Toes plus. Yes, exactly. Toes plus. Okay. So I don't believe she's just showing pictures of her feet. Yeah, it's more than just the tip there. I don't know. Something's going on. 
I think it's toes mixed with very sexy shots of maybe, you know, what comes above the toes. Oof, oof. I know. It's a listen, it's a lot of work. I find it hard enough to take pictures of like my my meals when I feel obliged to in a restaurant. So sending pictures of my feet to OnlyFans and other toes plus is just totally off the radar for me. Although if someone would pay me uh, yeah. to see anything plus, I might send it because I think those days are gone for me. That's so funny because Joe really has gorgeous feet. Now, if I if I thought we could make a killing on Joe's feet, but I think with men, it would have to be like toes and balls. I think we should float this idea, though. It's like men selling pitches their feet. Like, are there any women that get off on their feet? No, I think, no. I think it's probably men of other men get off on, you know, men's feet. But I don't know. Joe, I can't imagine Joe, like, spreading his little toes out <laughs> in the same construction boot. I, I think it's a like, I just... The, you know, I have a thing about the, these toes. They're very, his feet are very cute. Well, I mean, you wouldn't call yours a fetish, though, because it wasn't that you were looking forward to finding some, like, fabulous feet under there. It was that you were worried that they wouldn't meet expectations. No, it's not. I do not have a fetish at all, but I just cannot be with someone who has, like, snarly, snaggled toes. It's very, very funny. I've seen the feet of some other men on our franchise. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just say Joe Gorga, gorgeous feet. Not even kidding. Mm. Frank Catania. Frank Catania, gorgeous feet. Really? Those three guys all have gorgeous feet. Joe, Joe, and Frank. Wow, that's surprising. Construction toes. Well, do you know why? Because they wear construction boots. Ah. So they protect the toes. Protected. Got it. Now, I haven't really seen the feet of the other men. I have a funny feeling our franchise, the men happen to have good feet. Wow, this could be like a new Bravo competition, like house husband feet. Yeah, the house husband feet. I think the Jersey guys could come in strong with the best feet. I mean, we were talking about it last night, Victoria Beckham, Bad Bunions. I mean, you can't have everything. Nope, you can't have it all. You you get Beckham or Bunions, that's it. Yes, exactly. You know? I used to have a girlfriend who was very beautiful. She's Brazilian. Her name is Valeria. Very beautiful. Brazilian girl. And she was so gorgeous. I used to stare at her. I was like, you are so stunning. And then when I saw her feet, I was like, there is a God. <laughs> All is fair. These feet I'd ever seen. She had bunions. They were just unattractive and they weren't beautiful. But I mean, she was stunning. I'm not going to lie. I always call it Middle Earth feet. You know, like Hobbit feet that they've looked like they've walked Middle Earth looking for the Fellowship of the Ring. Like when you see those little yeah. feet, they freak me out. Yes. Bad, bad feet. Oh. I this also. And I and I love him dearly. And I don't want to say anything bad about him because my dog was named after him, Tiki mm-hmm. Barber. Oh, yeah. You love Tiki Barber. I love Tiki Barber. I love Tracy Barber. I think Tiki Barber is the epitome of beauty. And he, he is, you know, he has one really bad, unattractive foot because he played football. Yeah, that's rough when you've been like a sports player or like a ballet dancer or anything like that. The feet, that, that's your sacrifice. That's your sacrifice. I was just like, he has a face, you know, face from God. Thank God for that gorgeous. smile. You know, that smile. But then it's like, he's the, he's the bad foot. And, you know, I was like, Teak, you know, I was a little, I was a little disappointed. I was a little taken aback. Oof, it's rough. And that's the thing. I mean, it, the question came up last night. Are there any cosmetic surgeries for feet? I mean, I don't know. I will say my feet happen. I think they're very pretty. You have good And feet. regal, no bunions. And my second toe is longer, which is a sign of aristocracy and brilliance. Oh, and, wow. You heard <laughs> it here first. 
the the aristocratic and brilliant Margaret Joseph with her long toe. Yeah, with the second long toe. But when I went to the podiatrist, she wanted to do some crazy like thing. And she's like, oh, I'll shorten that second toe. So they go, all goes down like some like some crazy like stuff. Like I was like, what kind of binding crazy ancient thing are you trying to do to me? You sicko. Shortening the toes? You want, what do you have to do? Shorten my second toe? Okay, that's like cosmetic. Freaky. I mean, I've done it all, but you're not shortening my second toe, you nutcase. Not hands off the piglets. No, 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 no. No chance. I mean, take away my aristocracy Ugh. by trying to my second toe. That's what it was. She was intimidated by aristocracy and she's like, I'm going to send that bitch back to Peasantville where she belongs. Yeah, but I'm taking it back. I was like, wow. I never thought that, you know, that was unattractive, but she, you know, she's a doctor. As my ex-husband, you know, R.I.P. R.I.P. Jane Josephs. He would love to say the chiropodist. Oh, my God. That's what I say, chiropodist. Because it's called a chiropodist in England. Yes. And he would say, I'm going to the chiropodist. I was very taken aback when I heard that. I thought he was going to like, that sounds like the veterinarian for a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like, I, my, one of my friends in school, her mother was a chiropodist. Mrs. Barrett had the Barrett's mom was the chiropodist. She helped me with my verrucas when I was younger because, you know, I swam a lot. I was a competition swimmer. A verruca for the Americans. I don't know. What is a verruca? It's like the thing, you know, when you go swimming a lot when you're a little kid and you swim in competitions and like you get the little like bumps on your feet, verrucas, and then they freeze them, they burn them off. A corn? No. Well, if anybody could tell us what a veruca is, the only veruca I know is on Willy Wonka, veruca salt, but. Let's see. Hey, Siri. What is a veruca? Here's some information. Oh, it's a plantar wart. Oh, planter's wart. Oh, that sounds gross. I did not have those. I take it back. I don't know what it was, but that sounds gross and I don't want that. Veruca sounded much better. A veruca. A veruca. So what are your plans to enjoy yourself while you're there in the sunshine? Because it's shitty weather here. Shitty, shitty. Well, I, at the time this airs, I, you know, I'll be doing my appearance with Ramona and Marisol. Mm-hmm which I'm very excited to do a night with my other two ladies. They'll be drinking their cockies. I'll be drinking my makis. That's right. We'll be doing that. And that's, and I'm going to relax with my husband. We're staying in Palm Beach at the Colony, a fabulous pink hotel that's very Marge-like, which it's filled with wallpaper and over-the-topness, which it's, I could really live here. I love it. It is. I Even from the headboard behind you with the cane and the print, it's very Marge-like. Yes. It's very Marge-like. And it's just, I, I belong here. I could be just planted here. We need to be here. And I'm just going to rest till I come home to enjoy Christmas. But I think that's it. What are you going to do without me? What I'm going to do tonight is I'm going to go jingle my bells at Mariah Carey at Madison Square Garden. Well, that's very exciting. I cannot gonna wait. Have a, and you know, I'll, I'll finish wrapping up some gifts, get some gifts here, and then I'm going to come home. I want to wish all our listeners a very happy holiday, whatever you celebrate. Enjoy it. Take care of yourselves. Check in on your loved ones. And we just, we love you all. We're grateful for all our listeners. We appreciate you. And we're so excited to start the new year with you. Amen to that. And if if you have any suggestions of any guests that you want to come on, please let us know. And we're also going to be recording episodes in a studio in January. So hopefully there'll be some video content coming to you guys too. Good that it's not today because I look like shit in shitty weather, New Jersey, but 
in the future there will be. So please leave us a review. Please subscribe. The more subscribers we get, the better guests we get, the more we can grow, the more time we can spend with you guys. So thank you. We love you and happy holidays. Happy holidays. Thanks for listening. And if you love the podcast, don't forget to leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts. Follow me at The Real Margaret Josephs. And me at The Life of Mrs. B. And the podcast at Caviar Dreams Tuna Fish Budget. Tune in every Wednesday for new episodes. Keep Keep dreaming, dreaming, Caviar Dreamers. Dreamers!